Hello and welcome to Grow by Cassandra podcast. I'm so excited that you're joining this episode today. I want to share a little bit about my background. So I grew up on one of the most dangerous highways in Missouri. Before you put too much weight into that, let me explain. T Highway, the actual highway, the road, the pavement in Waynesville, Missouri is windy and curvy and there are dips and turns that you cannot anticipate unless you grew up traveling that road. So I did some quick math. I got my driver's license in high school. I am many years out of high school. I've returned on weekends, on holidays. And let's just say that for seven years, I traveled those highways. That highway in particular, T Highway. So I did seven years multiplied by 365 days, almost every day, back and forth, which is two times a day. Okay, I say all that to say I've traveled the road at least 5,110 times. I know T Highway very, very well. Well enough not to drive it fearfully. I'm confident in driving on the most or one of the most dangerous highways in Missouri, but I'm still cautious, especially with other cars and even more so because there are deer, families of deer all the time, like every time of year, every time of day. And so I'm mindful of that. So the other day I was driving, a dip was coming up and I realized that I needed to space out or leave space between myself and the driver in front of me. In the corner of my eye, I caught a deer and I'm thinking, don't you do it. (laughs) She wasn't close to the side of the road, but she was visible and you know how deer can be. At least we are um, conditioned to think that deer, you know, just will run into the road. They'll just, you know, take off bolting into traffic. So when they want to get from one side to another, they're going to get from one side to another. You know the joke, right? Why did the deer cross the road? Huh? To get to the other side. Literally, that's it. (laughs) So as I see the deer in my peripheral, I notice oncoming traffic. And there are two cars that are on my left. And then there's a car in front of me. Right. So and then there's the deer on the side, not close to the side of the road, but close enough that I can see it. Now, I've driven this road 5,110 times, but I still had to brace myself and say to myself, don't focus on them. Don't swerve. I knew if I spent too much time eyeing the deer or staring at the incoming traffic, oncoming traffic on the left hand side or even monitoring the car in front of me, it could cause me to swerve. And the swerve could delay my arrival to my destiny. I mean, I could crash. I could cause an in, uh, accident or even participate in an accident. So it hit me. Wait, that's the wrong word choice. Nothing hit me. So I realized this same thing is true in life. We have to keep our eyes on the road ahead. Fix our minds on the steps along the journey. Stay in the moment. Remain in our lanes and do not swerve. So a lot of people who speak, who teach, preachers, pastors, motivational leaders, uh, they'll 
they'll find some definitions for words when they really want to prove a point or stress their message. So swerve, right? I looked it up. Swerve is an abrupt change of direction. An abrupt change of direction. And then, of course, I went to the thesaurus and I looked up synonyms for swerve, what could, which could be veer, diverge, deviate, twist, sidetrack. Okay, so this swerve that I'm speaking of that we should not do is not to be mistaken with changing a course and making different decisions. This swerve in this context is on a road that you know you're meant to travel, a path that you have confirmation you are supposed to be on. So when I'm doing this digging and as I'm thinking about this story, fear came up. And fear has come up for me a lot in the last few months, which is a little bit different. I tend to be free and faith-filled and adventurous and bold. But fear has come up a lot in the last few months. Coronavirus has brought fear, thoughts about decisions of the direction of my career, thoughts about the future and what it holds. Political fears, let's be honest, there's a lot to be fearful about. But I realize that fear is crippling and it's exhausting and it's not the energy that I want to invite into my life. It's not what God has planned for me. I mean, God, through Jesus Christ, has given us victory over fear. And that's what I want to walk in. So I went to scripture. Romans 8, 15 says, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. And you might be reminded of the scripture that says God has not given us a spirit of fear, right? So there's so many scriptures and there's so much context around don't be fearful, fear not. Well, I I thought about Romans 8.15 and I thought, Abba, Father, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. So spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. What does that mean? You know, sometimes we read and we just skip over the words that we don't understand, don't know, or that we're just used to hearing. So Abba is actually a term of endearment. It's like saying daddy. And daddy is God in this context in this instance. So daddy is always on time. He cares. He's mindful. He's full of wisdom and understanding. He loves unconditionally and he has our best interests in heart and in mind. He's mindful of us. He's our creator. He knows us better than anyone. Beginning, middle, end. He's all knowing. He's all powerful and he has the power to save us and even use our mistakes for our good. So when we cry out, Daddy, Abba, Father, that term of endearment, we are inviting the power of the Holy Spirit. And rather than embracing fear, we can embrace truly how big, how mighty and who our Father is. So in order not to swerve, here are some things that I'm doing. I wanted to share them with you. Number one, write down your goals. Make it plain, get as specific as you can. And I like to say, go big or go home. So big doesn't have to be someone else's measure of big. What's big for you? 
Number two, list the actions attached to those goals. So sometimes we write these big, lofty, ambitious goals, and then we do what we've always done. Our actions have to be in line with our faith. They have to be in line with our path and our goals. Number three, replace your habits. So some of us, I'll say myself included, have you know some habits that are not the greatest. So I, I used to have a habit of waking up and getting on social media right away. I've now transformed <laughs> my mind and my habit is to wake up, to pray, to do some devotion. And then I'm not going to lie, guys, I might hop on social media. So what habits do you have that you need to replace? I'm not saying get rid of habits because that's not how it works. You have to replace a bad habit with a good habit. Number four, apply grace along the way. Apply grace along the way. When you're changing, you're going to have moments where you have to do mind work. You have to check in with yourself and you may bring up or draw out some old thought patterns, some old habits and grace is what is going to allow you to continue to move forward and to grow. Number five, notice distractions and refocus. Notice them. Don't deny, don't Pretend like you don't see them. Notice them and refocus. Acknowledge fear and refocus. (laughs) So saying, oh, I'm not afraid. That doesn't bother me at all. I have no reservations about it. If it's true, that's awesome. If it's not true, what you're doing is lying to yourself. And you are missing the opportunity to overcome or to move through a challenge. And then the last, and of course, not the least, is number seven. I told you, I love seven. Like, I, I love lists of seven. I didn't even write down seven on purpose because um, I didn't number these in my notes. But number seven is trust in God. So a lot of times in our minds, it's all up to us, right? It's all up to me. And I'd be fearful too. I am fearful. Shoot. If it's all up to me. I mean, I'm not wise enough, powerful enough, skilled enough to have it all depend on me. Now, I am powerful, skilled, and I know I play a part, but when it when it all depends on God and I just do my part, the part that he's given me to do, I put a demand on God and his word and he will not fail. So keep your vision clear. Post it up, literally post-it notes, pieces of paper, posters, words of affirmation, get you some wall decals that speak the language that you want and share it with loved ones that you can trust. Tell them what your vision is, those who will keep and hold you accountable, those who will speak it back to you when fear starts to creep up and protect it, protect your vision. Don't swerve. Guys, I hope you got something out of this short, sweet message and I'll see you next time. And if you don't do anything until we meet again, I want you to make sure that you grow.